Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. I'm your host, Emily Kylo. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week's episode is so, so touching and emotional and inspiring. I know you are all going to just love it. So before we get to the episode, I want to share my confidence tip of the week. So for this week, I'm shouting out limited amount of free 30-minute confidence calls with me. So if you want to snag one of these before they're gone, head to bit.ly slash free dash confidence dash call, and I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes. So these are 30-minute calls where we are going to get really clear on what the confidence blocks are in your life and what you can do to move past them. So it's really invaluable time that you could spend with me, so make sure you go and snag one of those before they are gone. Okay, let's get to today's episode. It is with Anais Ramos, and she is the founder of A Nice Summer Day, which is a lifestyle brand curating spaces and opportunities for boss mamas to connect and celebrate. So she is talking how she started A Nice Summer Day and what that community is really all about. We also chat about co-parenting and a lot of the things she's learned um, along the way. And she gives really, really valuable tips that I know you're going to want to take count of if you are co-parenting as well. She also talks about migrating from Dominican as a teen and what it was like um, facing the social biases she did uh, when she also became pregnant soon after graduating from high school. Um, And we talk about faith over fear and what that really means to her and how she incorporates it into her life. So like I said, this episode is just really inspiring. Anais is such, such a beautiful soul and she had so much value to bring. So I hope you love, love, love this episode as much as I do. Let's get to it. It's episode 38 with Anais Ramos from A Nice Summer Day. So welcome to the show, Anais. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited, Emily, actually. I'm really excited about this. I'm so pumped to have you. And you're wearing the most gorgeous earrings. Nobody can see that, but just so y'all know, they're really pretty. <laughs> yeah, I really love them. <laughs> I love them. So we're going to jump right into the mom fashions. Are you yeah. ready? I'm ready. Okay. Best part of being a mom. Um, the friendship that I have with my daughter, she's my little broke, broke best friend. That is legit. That is real. Yes, it is a real thing for any mom or anybody that doesn't have a daughter yet. She becomes your best friend and is willing to do everything you want to do without any money. (laughs) So I love that she's somebody that I actually, we have a lot of things in common. 
her being very independent and opinionated like her mama. So we like to do like arts and crafts. I like to go on date. We go on little dates, mommy and daughter dates. And then we do Wednesdays, mommy and me dates. So we cook, we clean, we do literally our routines together. So just having that best friend and that person by your side, knowing that like, okay, I'm not alone and they like what I like. It's okay. I'll pay any day. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that. And your daughter's a little, how old is she now? She's eight. Eight. She's eight. Yeah. So, That's yeah, so cool. With the independence of a 15 year old, I'll say, a mentality oh, yeah. of energetic, very energetic. Yeah. Totally. I know I've seen the girls. I was probably that girl too. So <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and what's the hardest lesson you've learned as a mom? Um, I had to understand that I, the world, the word role model really means everything in terms of that. Um, learning that every action that I take, um, my daughter's watching the way that I talk to my friends, the way that I react to a phone call, the way that I react to social media, um, that sponge is really, is literally everything you are. So I think it became a harder lesson for me because then I have to do a self check and like change the way that I even communicate with my friends and family because my daughter is going to communicate that way too. Um, and it was like a quick, like reality check, like, Hey, these are things that you don't like about yourself. Your daughter's picking them right up. What are you going to do about it? Um, so I had to learn about myself all over again, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and learn the things that I didn't like about myself that I didn't, I want my daughter to be better at. So, um, definitely switching up my whole routine, my whole way of thinking and being not really switching it up from who I am, but rather being in touch more for who I really am and what I want, I want my daughter, who I want my daughter to be. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. What is your daily ritual? I have to have my smoothie. <laughs> I have to wake up and um, make a smoothie. I usually try to do something like creative, which I do spinach, ginger, um, a little bit of turmeric, um, and do like bananas. Mm -hmm. Just like something that like comes in together and I put up a recipe. Um, lately, my daughter's into smoothies too. So we've Aww. been like trying recipes. So that's been like our new little morning, like, hey, what are you having for your smoothie? And I, what I'm having for my smoothie. So I know that's the, that's the check-in for me. Okay, I can start my day. Um, yes. Gets you ready to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Um, it's a, it's, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> I had to take a minute because, um, so I'm grateful for being laid off right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I, um, for many people, as you know, the pandemic has been a good and a bad thing. It has been a transition or learning experience, but for me, it really gave me the time to be grateful for what I have and being able to enjoy time with my daughter and build a relationship. Like right before the pandemic, I worked two to three jobs. I was in school full time. I was trying to be a mother, a worker, a professional, a caregiver. A nice summer day was coming into terms. And then the, um, when I got the news, you know, and my profession is medical interpreters and due to the pandemic, they can't go on site. So I, uh, I was the director of an institute that provided classes for bilingual individuals to become interpreters. So schools shut down. So there's, there's no classes to be offered and we were not prepared for the switch, the online switch. Right. Um, and I was the head of the department, but I was the mom first. 
and I was brought to me like, hey, we unfortunately we can keep you right now. Um, we hope to bring you back in a few months. And I was the first person to be laid off of the company. I was crying. I was devastated. I felt like I never not work. Like, what am I going to do now? Um, and then it became the best blessing I could have ever <laughs> asked for because the time with my daughter was needed. Um, coming in, um, coming back to terms with like being a mom, being a woman, but also following my passion and really getting into the nice summer day and getting into like the things that I'm now my passion project. I call it like it just it just makes me happy. And because of that, I rebranded my brand. I rebranded a nice summer day, and now so many amazing opportunities are coming that. Like I'm meeting with you <laughs> um, and I'm here being able to share my experience as a young mother and, and I'm just very happy. So I'm very grateful for that and the time that I have taken to really flourish on the areas that I was missing before. before. Yes, absolutely. I love hearing that. I'm definitely, you know, the glass half full type of gal and mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I mean, there's been so many hardships during this yeah. time. However, yes. I have heard so many types of stories like yours, and I have a similar type of one too, where it gave you the time and space mm -hmm. to be able to really follow something that was in your heart all along. Yeah. And it's like, that is amazing. That's an amazing opportunity. Like, do I wish it wasn't with a global pandemic? Well, yeah, but for some people, that's the way it's gone and what they may be kind of the push they needed. So also it's like the time that we didn't have. The, the time that we didn't know how to make because as mom and as workers, we have a lot of demands besides showing up to work, besides showing up to be a mom. Um, and how do we care for ourselves? So, yeah. Absolutely. So I'd love to start with talking about a nice summer day. So I'd love to hear how that started and tell everyone what it is all about. So a nice summer day, which kind of goes with my name, it's a way to kind of like a play on words, but it's actually a lifestyle and social club that hosts events for women, especially mother empowerment. Um, a community where you are going to be welcomed with some mimosas, you're going to be <laughs> celebrating all your um, accomplishments and also connecting with other moms who might be going through similar situations and, and how can we help each other. And um, a nice summer day originally started um, as a young mother. I had my daughter at um, 20 and um, I was just fresh out of high school trying to go to college and that all changed. <laughs> so when I couldn't attend college, I still was very um, committed to my motherhood, right? So I started looking for classes or groups that I can commit, that I can come and learn and, and, com and create community, you know? So um, when I started going to spaces, especially in the city that I live in, in Cambridge, I saw a lot of spaces of older white married couples or older mothers or, you know, I'm talking not older, but older than me at 20, right? We're talking about 28, 29, 30 years old, talking about maybe mortgage. And I'm here like, well, I'm still living on my mom's and yeah. I'm trying to get a job <laughs> and I'm the mom of this little girl. So, and when I walked into the spaces, not necessarily, I just felt that I, it was in my space. It wasn't talking to me and about me. Um, so I continue my search through classes and events and I just couldn't see people like me in situations being brought up. So I said a nice summer day has to come in and, and kind of offer that space. So this is where it kind of lit the fire for me. And right now we are a year in and five events in. <laughs> I love so, yeah. it. 
It's amazing yeah. what you're creating. Um, it's so cool to see what you've already done. And I know you have a brunch coming up that we should just quickly okay. talk about so everyone knows. So tell yes, us about the brunch. We have a virtual brunch because it's accessible for everybody. It's going to be on September 27th um, from 1130 a.m. where we're going to be offering you some good music. Um, you're going to be learning how to make a quick live cooking demo with a friend of mine who's based in Paris. And she actually is going to zoom in and, and she's a great chef and she's going to teach you some quick brunch dish. Um, we're going to have some interactive games, raffle prices, and it's just basically an event brought to you and for, for women by women. So a lot of my sponsors and the people involved are women of color of different backgrounds who are entrepreneurs and just want to celebrate each other. And especially the moms that attend, um, deserve that, that break and that off duty, um, feeling. So yes. that's the one coming up September 27th. Don't miss out. Check it out. Yes. And I'll make sure to link it in the show notes here. So you guys can yeah. all go through. <laughs> um, and we're having our first 20 attendees, the first, you know, we have a brunch kit that we're going to mail you out. So you get some pancake mixes, a little glass, some goodies from my sponsors. So cool. get in on the action. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So something I was really curious to ask you about, and you had just touched on it already, was really your experience as a younger mom. Mm -hmm. So you said you became mom at 20, is that right? 20, yeah. So yeah. I was pregnant. I graduated high school at 19, and then I probably got pregnant two months after high school graduation. Yeah, so your experience, I'd love to hear about your experience as a kind of younger mom, and then how that related to you um, migrating from the Dominican Republic as well? Yes. So I moved here when I was 15, so in 2008. It's been here for 12 years now. Um, and that was an adjustment, big adjustment. Um, from cultural and language barriers were definitely like, whoa, sis, this is big. <laughs> um, I was very um, lucky to end up in Cambridge, which is a melting pot for many other cities where I, ha saw, I saw many people from different backgrounds. So I ended up connecting with world travelers, I'll say. <laughs> um, but um, it, was, it was complicated in terms of feeling lonely, feeling isolated, not being able to find friends that you can't communicate with and tell them what you enjoy doing. Um, and then probably two and a half years later, I, I graduate high school and I get pregnant. So now I'm, I'm making life changing decisions at an age that I am not ready to. Um, so that definitely carry on to my motherhood where now I was the immigrant young mom. So I, I was really hard on myself at that time because of um, the, the becoming an statistic, right? Like the, the right. being afraid, to, you know, you, you change locations and your family is looking for better and then you become an a statistic. And the, the phrase that I experienced the most, or things, the bias that I kind of, I remember today and, and I try to fight now and kind of show people and advocate for is that you are a mom now. That phrase, you are a mom now. So you shouldn't be doing or thinking certain things. Rather than I'm also a woman first, mm -hmm. I am an adult and I am learning every day. So um just being a mother doesn't allow you to be your full womanhood so it's, it's i don't i don't i that's definitely something i want to change within my events and this is what is about celebrating you as a woman first and then you are somebody's mother um and then also not giving the trust or 
um, the trust that I am going to make decisions as an adult because now I have somebody, you know, dependent on me. So um, kind of like not being like people are just saying, oh, you're not going to attend college. Now you're a mom. You're going to have to get two jobs because now you're a mom. Oh, you shouldn't wear this because now you're a mom rather than no, I can. I can do it all. We, yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. And, um, and feeling like you don't have a choice when you do. So that was definitely all those feelings at the time were just were a lot. And um, the ability of me um, having friends and family and a support system really helped then. Um, so I can continue pursuing my dreams and letting me know that, hey, you can still go to college. Mm-hmm. You can still have two jobs. And, and you can still be independent and, and still make your family and ancestors and people back home in DR proud. Mm-hmm. It just looks different. Yes. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot imagine how challenging it must have been at 20. Not even talking about the fact that you were a somewhat recent migrant, right? Because that mm-hmm. has its own set of challenges. But just the experience that I can, of course, relate to is that I also became a mom, not at 20. <laughs> I was like 30. And it's like, it's a whole different thing. And I, I'm not here to say that one is like a better thing. I'm just saying it was so hard. Like, and then I just think of myself at 20. Oh my goodness. Like, it is I didn't figure it out, but I would have, yeah. I would have struggled so hard. But as you said, like being a mom at 30 doesn't change you being a mom at 20 because you're still going through that same adjustment in new life. Like you become a whole different person. So now we add the component of being a young person and not having things figure it out on your own self and now having to figure it out someone else. But it doesn't, it is two things. And I want people to understand that that's what is important. You, I'm a woman and I'm a person first. We are all this, a, a mm. human being and we need care and love. But then being a mother, listen, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> I know totally you become somebody different when your kids are leaving snacks in your car (laughs) totally I would love to know as well I mean your story is amazing and I can just tell you're such like a positive powerful woman but I'm curious to hear like how did you go from you know you're 20 you're becoming a mom you just became Mm -hmm. a mom and you have those, you know, biases we talked about, yeah. you have those, probably some of those inner thoughts, like, oh, like, I don't want to be, like you said, I don't want to be a statistic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. How did you mm-hmm. move through that and come to the place you are at now where you are a woman first? Um, I went through depression, a lot of, a lot of stages where I felt like I wasn't enough. Um, and seeing my daughter's face every time I would come home after my classes at 11 o'clock at night. So I used to work in the morning. I would spend, I would pump for a few hours, go to class, come back. And then like in between, um, because I, I, she was, she was my push. She was that like, Hey, I'm here. Everybody's against you. You might feel like nobody's really trying to help you, but like, when I saw her face and I saw the needs that she had and I couldn't provide those needs, I just, I had to show up. I knew I had to show up for her. And in my case, I'm the type of person that a lot of people already doubt me for being a woman. Now they doubt me for being a mother. Now they doubt me for being a brown, a black woman. Now they doubt me because my hair, the way that I speak, but she didn't. 
she never doubted me. She ha- she she showed up for me, and I I had to show up for her. Um, and because they were so doubting me, I wanted to prove them wrong. I wanted to prove them wrong. I wanted to let them know, like, no, I can do this. Like, God only gives the the battles to 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 the soldiers that oh, I can't even say this, but it's just pretty much the time of like you gotta get it, you gotta show up. And I put my big girl's pants on. I was going to school at night. I was working. I was pumping. I was. I, I learned, I taught myself how to drive <laughs> so I can get a car. I searched for apartments so I can move out of my mom's house within two years. It was definitely like survival mood a thousand percent. I came from nothing already and I knew that I had a better, a bigger and better plan and God sent me this little angel for me to push through that plan. Um, and, and, um, I'm telling you, I just wanted to prove people wrong. And when I saw the little face when I come home, when I came home after my classes and getting my grades and finishing my first degree, it was like, okay, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid better now, so I gotta keep going because she needs this. I need this. We need this. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> you are like you're like superwoman, and you're making me very emotional. I just, it's just beautiful you. what you've what you've been able to accomplish like it's just amazing women are amazing and that's what I, kind of, I don't amazing. want to take away from you but it just like reminds me again how like amazing are. women are look what you could do I don't know if you notice like whenever something's happening we just know how to like go about it like we just jump right in it's certain people not everybody <laughs> but at least like, my terms I'm like oh there's a leak in the house okay what do I need to grab what's the towel who do I need to call like we're quick to to fix the to put a quick fix to things right yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <We'll get there. laughs> okay, that actually is a perfect segue because I really wanted to ask you about yeah. the fact that you are a DIY queen. So, Woo-hoo! yeah. <laughs> um, and I would love to hear if you have something like maybe one of your latest DIY projects or something we need to try. So, I, um, so two things that I did. I always have. DIY my daughter's birthdays and family events and then I used to have like I host a mobile DIY nights um, with all my friends for like a whole year we'll go around each other's house so then the latest one that I did was I created a, a lemonade stand for my daughter out of like plates and wood and painting it up and I surprised her with it because she wanted to um, basically um, have a budget so she can edit her YouTube channel. So she has a YouTube channel, Sienna's Tales, and she's like, Mom, I really want the videos to be more professional. And I was like, Baby, I don't know how to edit. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't help you. So I made the DIY stand, I mean, the lemonade stand, and people just started donating to us. We were doing it for free, and people started donating to us. And so now she has like her own little budget for her videos shooting. Aww. So she's very excited. I would definitely encourage, um, not a lemonade stand, but anything that allows the child to be more independent and let them know, like, whatever they want to do, they can do. So that was the latest one that I did. And that, the lemonade stand is going to become a tea stand because it falls coming. <laughs> and then it's a hot chocolate stand when the winter comes. That's I what love you want. it. Um, and the, um, another one that you guys can try at home is homemade sand sanitizer. Sand, sand sanitizer. Um, really? Yeah. So we we did. I have a video. I can just send you the link, and we can put it there for people. Yeah. Me and my daughter did it. Um, and it was basically harvesting our own aloe vera combined with rubbing alcohol, and then a little bit of oil, so you can get the scent that you want. And then you have on the go hand sanitizer. <laughs> I love so, that. Yes, you are um, a queen. 
That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. We just to have more creative and arts and hands-on things um, for us. So it's just, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to us. That's awesome. Back to motherhood. Now yeah. it comes with all sorts of challenges and one that I know can be very challenging for people is navigating co-parenting. Mm. So for you, I would love to hear uh, how that experience has been. And then if you have any sort of tips that you can share, that would be awesome. Because I know a lot of people go through the same thing. I mean, we all know that 50% of people get divorced and those just counting people who've gotten married, not doesn't count people who were like common law or anything. So yeah. Yeah. More common running than marriage, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a big process for me. I'll say that because I come from a different culture, and the person that I had a child has a different culture. So that, let alone already, is a different communication style and expectations when it comes to parenting, right? So um, it's been a journey of a lot of learning and understanding for the child's well being, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the tips that I will give that have helped me keep saying, because in reality is what it is. We got to try it our best. We, we can only do what we can. Um, so that's number one, um, is picking your battles, mm. understanding like maybe the child coming back with their hair not done. It's not a battle I want to pick up. Maybe I'll pick up the battle that her backpack was missing <laughs> and now she can't get work done. <laughs> so, um, trying to understand that you're going to have to communicate with that person until that child graduate college goes, goes, gets married or has children. So let me pick my bottles because I have a loan 30 years to go. Right. <laughs> um, giving yourself that like, okay, I don't have the energy to argue about the hair, but I'll argue about the backpack because we need it for next, tomorrow's class. Um, and then always when you can trying to put in yourself on the child's shoes. So getting your emotions out of out of the way um because we were one once a couple once we were together but how do we separate that and i learned that i'm only saying this because it's been a process and still learning every day for me but i noticed that okay maybe he was petty to me last time and didn't answer the phone so i can check up on the child but i know my child is okay what is she doing is she's she's having a good time so let me put myself on siana's my daughter's shoe if she was at daddy's house and then try to try to remember that every single time we have our mom moment because i have my moment <laughs> why isn't she calling back when is she coming back um and should i let her go an extra day um should we change locations for pickup right now because yes maybe it's better for siana to be picked up at a bus stop than be picked up at a random bus bus um a random um gas station right thinking of the first. um and separating your emotions as much as you can. Drink some tea right before you get into the conversation. <laughs> center um, yourself. <laughs> center yourself. Like, okay, Sienna, my child, my child needs X, Y, and Z. And I had a child with that person for a reason. So remember those traits of them. Um, and then letting go of certain words that letting go. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let go. Um, these words and actions that sometimes come from an angry place. Um, but that person loves your child and you love them too. And they are their parents. And it's just a, a matter of fact of checking our feelings and our emotions before going into conversations that are decision makers. Um, last one, because I got a lot of tips. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Bring your notes out. Bring your notes out. Um, 
I would say the um, not allowing outside of other family members in the communication, trying to to really, I know sometimes it's hard to be like, oh, I can't talk to him right now. He's being irrational. He's not understanding where I'm coming from. Let me talk to his mom, who's a woman. Try not to. Do it at a level that you feel comfortable because then now mom is always going to be in the middle. Grandma is going to be in the middle and then grandma cannot pick sides still. And then you, at the end of the day, have to make decisions with the other parent, not grandma, not auntie, not the sister. So it adds stressor on you and it stresses on the relationship. So as hard as it gets, take a break, talk to them when you can, check your feelings, think about your child and okay, let's talk about this again. So how are we going to go about school? How are we going to go about health? How are we going to go about nutrition? Um, those are the only things I really be talking about <laughs> other than that. <laughs> Leave it at those. Like, like you said, though, the things that really, whatever you decide, it sounds like what you're saying is like what you decide is really um, so important for, for you at your core of parenting. Those are the things you want to make sure you're really good in good communication about. And like you said, pick a battle over if, if it's going in the direction you really don't want it to go. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we need to be, and if you know it's affecting you in a level that is going to affect your mood, go prepare with it. Like understand that because then later that mood is going to carry on to the child and it's going to carry on to your day. And we got a lot of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So care for yourself. Always care for yourself. Um, and know that your child's watching you and is watching all of that. So I try my best to not do things around Sienna. Um, we are human. So we are trying our best and that's number one. But be conscious of it. Like, even how I talk to Sienna's father on the phone, I'm very cautious. Hey, how are you? Um, modeling, back again to modeling. And, and if your child was to co-parent because we don't know where the world will be, then think of them. Totally. Those are great tips. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. No problem. Something I saw you talk about on social media was this idea of faith over fear. And that's something that I, I've kind of used as a bit of a mantra myself. And I really yeah. love this idea. So I would love to hear what that means to you and how you kind of incorporate that into your life. Um, being able to be home with my child has allowed me to understand that there's a lot of things out of my power. <laughs> and this year has made us understand that in a whole nother level of even how we, the way that we will interact with people. So I think for me, fear over, um, faith over fear is allowing myself to be confident of what I believe in first and allowing that to take over the fear of maybe um, not achieving or not doing or not providing what I think I want rather than allowing things to take its course and be and have believe, believe in myself and, and my faith to allow that to happen on its own. Um, so it allows me to be confident more on myself um, and, and, let, and, and take a step back from what if, what if, what if, rather than like, it's what it is. It is what it is. And it um, goes back to letting go. It goes back to taking care of myself. It goes back to, to being in tune with my spirit not necessarily a religion but rather what I believe in as a person as a mother as a woman um yeah I love that it's beautiful thank you so before we get to the lightning round and wrap yeah. up I want to acknowledge you a nice for your amazing spirit and tenacity and your openness today for sharing and 
also for the community that you're creating for moms that is just so important thank you thank you thank you thank you for i'm so i hope you can come to our brunch it's virtual all the way from from canada you gotta join i know i think i'm gonna be able to join i'm heading out to i'm heading up to a retreat that day so it just depends on the Mm -hmm. time but otherwise i'll be there I'd pop it. Okay. Are you ready for the lightning round? <laughs> Favorite book? I love In the Times of the Butterfly. Ooh, I don't even know this one. I love to read them. I have to look this up. Yes. Favorite drink? Passion fruit anything. Mm-hmm. Give me a margarita, a mojito. I'll drink it, even just the juice. <laughs> just passion fruit. I love it. Yes. Um, favorite podcast right now? The Globe Effect. Yes. Yeah. I had Elizabeth on the show. We'll link that up too. It was a few episodes back. She's awesome. Yes. I love her. Well, that's how we met. <laughs> yes, that's how we met through Elizabeth. Literally. <laughs> yes. She's amazing. She said you'd be awesome, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite TV show or movie? Um, the movie that I'm like, I watched probably three times since so quarantine was Blended by Adam Sandler. Have you, have you heard of that one, Blended? Uh-uh. I'm going to have to uh, check it out. got to watch it um, by Adam Sandler. Okay, into it. What's the f- your favorite place you've traveled? Iceland. Mm. Iceland, for sure. I've been there twice now because I love it so much. Do you really love it? It looks amazing. I really- I really love just, it's just a very intrigued and mysterious island. And I love the different like temperatures from like cold to volcanic action to like, it just makes me happy. (laughs) That's awesome. So we can't travel right now, but if we could, and you could jump on a plane tomorrow, where would you go? I would like to be at the Amalfi Coast, somewhere by the beach there, just, just seeing the beautiful ocean and such a beautiful architecture and food. I've been researching, dreaming about it, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. It's okay. We're, We're totally going to get there. <laughs> okay. Final question before we go. Something I'm passionate about is confidence. Mm-hmm. For me, I think confidence is where everything good starts from. It's where all the action, when you really go for something, because you have that confidence in yourself and you talked yeah. about it in the interview even. So I would love yeah. to hear what does confidence mean to you? Um, not being afraid to speak my mind, being sure of my decision-making, whether I'm going to wake up and have a smoothie today because I'm confident that smoothie is going to make me feel good. It's going to give me a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, the way that I carry myself, like, like when you, when you're in a good mood, I'm gonna, I relate confidence to being in a good mood because as you said, you move differently through life. You're just in a happy light. Um, so when I walk in a room and I'm able to like just feel myself, even the top that I'm wearing today is just what it is. And just put that shit up. And I wish you guys can see us because we're here flicking our hairs. <laughs> I know. I actually am laughing because we're, we're both like, let's just flip our hair and like <laughs> walk in the room and let people know that we're boss moms. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's what it is. Yes. And we're making decisions and we're calling the shots and we're raising a little child right behind us. So where are we going? <laughs> like that's what confidence is. I love it. Well, wow. thank you so much, Anais. This has been wonderful. Like I said, you are just basically superwoman and um We all yeah. are in our own suits. Don't forget. We all have no, different suits. Ah, so true. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. And make sure we go follow a nice, what's the best place to find you on social media? Um, right now, if you want to check out everything for events and a nice summer day, so at a nice summer day. And then my personal, because I just been doing fun photo shoots (laughs) because I just like hanging out and just dressing up. (laughs) It's everything a nice, everything a nice. Awesome. And we'll link this in the, in the notes too, for everyone, make sure you go follow a nice and check out her brunch on September 27th. And, and don't yeah. be slide on the DMs. I love conversating. I love meeting people. So slide in the DMs like, hey, I'm following you. And I'm like, hey, girl, what are we doing? Where are we having a virtual coffee day? I'm literally, my social media is another way to connect in community, especially now. So don't be afraid. Hit me up. Love it. Thank you so much and have a Thank wonderful you. rest of your day. You too. Bye, love. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.